Oh, Cisco. Oh, Poncho. It's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The hydroxychloroquine of Medicare podcasts. And now, did he fire six shots or only five? It's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting and thrill-packed episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. As you might have heard my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, say, I am Doug Jones, your Medicare expert for today. And uh, I have to also say that I'm so proud of Drew and his lovely bride, Magda McMillan, up in uh, Canada, north of Toronto, they have uh, created another mini Drew. So this is actually number two is headed their way by the end of June. Uh, Number one was little baby Nora, and she's uh, probably a year and a half old by now, I think. Uh, So congratulations to Drew McMillan. Anyway, what are we doing here? We are here to help you feel comfortable with the concept of Medicare becoming your medical insurance protection. And some people say, well, I'll never be comfortable with that idea. It's from the government. And I say, well, there are ways to take advantage of that government program that will make you feel confident, comfortable, and well-protected for the rest of the time that you have to enjoy it. How do you uh, learn these things? Well, what you do is you go to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and you purchase Medicare for the lazy man. The current edition is 2023. I'm working feverishly on the 2024 edition. When that comes out, I'll be telling you on this podcast about the arrival of the 2024 edition, and you will be able to pick that up. It won't be hugely different. It'll have some improvements, and we can talk about about those in the future. But in the meantime, be aware that the basics are going to be the same from 2023 to 2024. And what those basics are, basically, uh, they're the basics. The basics are how to enroll, when to enroll, and what to enroll in, or in what to enroll. And I think those are the most important parts of the book. The rest of it is uh, detail, lots of detail. However, if you purchase my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man, and you pay the teeny tiny amount of uh, $3.80 for the Kindle version, something like $6 for the Audible version that you listen to, in the neighborhood of $8 or $9 for the paperback version, or if you want to be a high roller and spend $22 for the, uh, the hardcover version with the color illustrations, you will have a, a fairly short read that will put all of the important Medicare knowledge right into your brain where you can put it to good use whenever you want to. So buy Medicare for the lazy man and uh, enjoy your encounter with Medicare. And if you need additional information, my contact info is right there in the book and you can contact me and we will work out whatever questions or concerns you have together. And I believe that your experience with Medicare will be very rewarding. Speaking of rewarding, uh, Randy Carson has a steaming new hot cup of coffee. He's all excited. And because he was gone from the studio while I was uh, giving our introduction, 
he hasn't heard the big news that I just shared with the audience. And uh, I'm I'm going to open the uh, the studio window between our, our two desks, and I'm going to tell him <laughs> that news right now. What what news is that? Well, uh, I don't know if I told you this when I heard about it uh, at Christmas time, but uh, Drew McMillan, our announcer for the beginning of the yeah. podcast, is uh, created a another mini Drew. Another so, mini Drew. Do we know so, if it's a boy or girl? We do. It's a boy, and it's uh, you know uh, the younger brother to baby Nora, and he's going to cool. show up at the, at the end of June. Well, that's awesome. That is so f- awesome. I'm so happy for them. Yep, the Jones clan is all excited, uh, and we are um, waiting to find out a name. My sister was asking me yesterday what the name should be, and I, I trotted out a couple of the tried-and-true family names from a 1,000 years ago, and she said, come on, we know about those. Give me something uh, more creative. <laughs> How about so, Bartholomew? Have you, has that run across to the Jones anywhere? Don't Haven't seen that one yet, but oh, okay. uh, I'll add it to the list of suggestions and you know, it's ultimately not going to be my decision, but I, I don't do. imagine I'll get any votes for it. But, you know, Bartholomew is not all that popular. Well, here's a, a weird, weird thing. And uh, my sister said, now, this is uh, obviously her maiden name was Jones. And she said that uh, Drew's wife, Magda, likes the idea of Jones for a first name. And I said, that's just crazy. Don't let that happen. If you have to kidnap the kid and and you know smuggle them across the border into the states whatever keep the kid from having the first name jones How, so who likes that idea magda now you might imagine from magda that she's not a, a born and bred canadian she's a, a latecomer to the canadian soil so she might have an old country sense of what names should be and not really understanding that jones is always a last name never a first name but she I thinks have- the kid's name should be Jones for a first name, unless she's kidding. She might be kidding. I, I don't know. I have, I've heard a lot of different names in my lifetime, but I have never that I can remember heard Jones as a first name. Yes. Well, I'm with you and I don't think we should ever have to hear it as a first name. Now there's another piece of news that the audience hasn't really had us uh, talk about too much, just a little bit on the last episode that we recorded. And that's the advertising that they have yeah. obviously heard if they've started to listen uh, to the more recent recordings. We don't know what the advertising is going to be until after the fact. So we're recording right now. We know that they heard some advertising at the beginning, and then there's some at the end. I don't know if there's any in the middle or not. Uh, so it's interesting to me that something is going to happen after we're finished with this, this uh, creation and before the uh, intended audience actually gets to hear it. I find that pretty darn interesting, but it, I didn't... it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a mystery even for us. It is a mystery for us. And frankly, it's a mystery because I listened to the beginning advertising on uh, a past episode. And then I wanted to show Mary and I listened to it again. It was different ads. Oh uh, yeah. I can, they, they rotate them through. I'm sure. Well, there's another little factor too, and I want to. We have to be more responsible about our our content. I think we goof around a lot. We talk about monkeys and and psychological testing, and and uh, uh, we we talk about silly laws in various states and all that stuff. But I think the audience is coming probably to listen to Medicare related content, and we should exercise a little more discipline. I think, but uh, 
I, so I thought I'd start off today with some correspondence with one of our clients, one of our favorite clients. And that's a gentleman who wrote me and he said, Doug, I just finished listening to podcast number 610. And I heard the two ads at the end. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even, this was like my, my first clue, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, one of which was for PJ Fitzpatrick roofing. Okay. That's news to me. I'm, I'm getting out the Phoenix yellow pages. I'm going to look up. I don't PJ. know who I never heard of PJ Fitzpatrick. Coincidentally, I was in the process of getting estimates for a new roof since mine is 25 years old. I called PJ Fitzpatrick this morning and they are coming out this afternoon to give me an estimate. Talk about the power of advertising. That power of advertising. Just look at that, Doug. Oh, my God. That's the first, probably one of the first two ads that we ever played. And Absolutely. we've already made a sale for P.J. Fitzpatrick Riffing. Now, I want to make sure that P.J. Fitzpatrick does a good job on this client's house because I don't want to be hearing about it later on that it was our <laughs> fault. But he said, uh, I just wanted to provide the feedback. We'll let you know how we make out. Thanks. Dominic Regina. It's Dom. It's oh Dominic. my God. That's right. And so he might be the first in a long list of clients of our uh, companies that are advertising on our feedback or our, our uh, podcast. So then I looked, I made a couple of notes down at the bottom. Uh, th- when I listened after reading this message, I heard there was a payroll compliance company and Dignity Health, which is a pretty big outfit. And then yeah. uh, I think at the end, it was Harvard Business School was an advertiser. So you never know what kind of advertising you're going to get when you listen to the podcast for the lazy man or the well, lazy, here, the Medicare for the lazy man podcast. I don't even know the name of our. Here. <laughs> so here's my guess. I wonder, since that was uh, PJ Fitzpatrick roofing, I wonder if that was sensitive to the location where Dominic lives. That's it had why to have nev- been. May- maybe where I've never heard about it. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. It's located. Uh, I mean, somehow the podcast from the ISP, I guess. I mean, you know more about this stuff than I do, but somehow the yeah the big machine chooses the advertising based on the location of yeah of the, the listeners of the IP address. Yeah. Okay, so uh, it's not as mysterious to you as it still is to me. But um, I, I think I heard something about Grand Canyon University, which is located here. It's not anywhere else. Um, so it's any number of interesting things can happen about this. I'm excited. Yes, me too. And once again, I think we should be more responsible about getting down to beeswax, uh, assuming we have the content to talk about. And <laughs> so to that end, I thought I'd forge right ahead into the Medicare right, content yeah, for today. Yeah, let's do it. All righty. Um, I have some correspondence that I've had with uh, valued clients and a lot of it has to do with the effect of inflation on the premiums that all of us are going to pay for insurance, especially Medicare, because we're talking about Medicare insurance, not so much Medicare itself. That is kind of tied to the um, CPI, the Consumer Price Index, and uh, Congress established the regulations by which the increase or decrease in Medicare um, cost is uh adjusted up or down each year but the medicare uh the uh plans that i sell and that i promote the medicare supplement plans have a little bit more freedom their outer parameters are set by act of congress but and i think that's a big mistake because frankly freedom of uh the uh uh, operation of your business 
is a basic tenet of life in America, but there is room for these people to raise their rates or lower their rates as they see fit. And what might be some of the reasons that they see fit? Well, that they want to make a profit in a, a certain area where they haven't been making enough profit. Uh, they'll want to raise the rates. If they want to reduce the amount of business that they acquire from clients living in a certain area, they would raise the rates to discourage new clientele, maybe because the medical inflation in that area is going up fairly quickly. Why might they lower rates? Well, they might lower the rates because they're making too much money. They're making more than they think they need to make, or they're making enough to violate the federal guidelines, which again, I don't think should exist. And so that would be one reason for lowering rates in a given area. Another reason for lowering rates in a given area is to use the product as a, um, a door opener or a uh, loss leader in order to attract new clientele. Now, it's, I think, uh, an unfair business practice to lower a price of a product just to attract clients and then to intend to raise the price uh, abnormally high after their clients because you're going to take advantage of the inertia that some people have. You know, once they sign up, uh, even if the rate goes up too high, they are going to have to pay more because you said, I've got them trapped now. I don't think that's a, a uh, an honorable way to do business. But anyway, uh, I got a piece of correspondence from a woman, and uh, she said, hi, Doug. She said, I just read your book. It was very easy to understand, and I liked your frank honesty about the plans and your advice. My husband and I are five to seven years away from Medicare, maybe longer, depending on how long my husband stays with a company where we are covered under group insurance. However, I am helping my mom with her decisions, and I sure do wish I had read your book a few months ago. I'm hoping you can help me uh, assess the recent change that my mom, who lives in Pennsylvania, made to her Medicare coverage due to the fact that she did not think she could afford the increased premium on the, and I'm going to say the name of the company, it's a company I represent, Mutual of Omaha. She's had a Mutual of Omaha Medicare supplement plan that she purchased since, uh, since she joined Medicare in 2007. I think this may have been a Cadillac plan since she has type 1 diabetes. And so going on, she said uh, her supplement premiums, her mother's supplement premiums, have been increasing over the last few years. In 2021, the premium for this uh, Mutual of Omaha Medicare supplement plan went to $262. Now, that's pretty high, even though we're talking about a uh, almost a New England state. We're talking about a state that's uh, got a fairly unfriendly climate for insurance companies to operate in, so the price is going to be higher because of that. But it shouldn't be drastically high. These sound like New York numbers to me 2022 went from 262 to 302 2023 the year we just finished 302 went up to 347.50 and then in 2024 the rate went from 347 to 403 dollars and uh, that woman is paying way too much as far as i'm concerned for a medicare supplement plan i don't want anybody to have to pay that much money for a Medicare supplement plan. So, of course, you know, as a loyal audience member, you know why I'm uh, reading all this, because I want to compare my suggested 
plan, which is the high deductible plan G with the uh, amount of money she's paying right now. And I want to see what the difference is going to be. So reading on with the letter from the daughter, she said she did not feel like she could afford the jump from 348 to 404. So her insurance broker recommended what you explicitly say to avoid buying a Medicare Advantage plan is what her insurance guy suggested. Sold her a Medicare Advantage plan. And because Medicare Advantage plans charge you lots of co-pays and out-of-pocket costs if you need to use them, he also sold her a freestanding individual hospital indemnity plan so that if she ever has to go into the hospital, then she has another insurance policy to cover the uh, daily expenses that the uh, Medicare Advantage plan is going to charge her for being in the hospital. Plus, as we know, she has to use a hospital that belongs to the Medicare Advantage plan network. Uh, So her monthly outlay now is $75 a month for her Medicare Advantage plan and another $66 and change per month for her hospital indemnity plan. So she's uh, paying in the neighborhood of $8,141 a month which is a lot less than the $403 she was going to be paying with the Mutual of Omaha plan. Now, her insurance guy also mentioned high deductible plan that uh, the, the daughter says that I explained very well in my book, but he did not explain that the deductible is met first with the Part B deductible of $240 and then 20% coinsurance payments up to $2,800. The daughter says, I feel like this would have been doable given that if the need arose, I could have helped her pay the deductibles. My mom's monthly social security is very low because she did not work past her mid-20s. My father was self-employed and figured out ways to minimize what he paid into social security. I think he thought he was going to never retire and just keep on working until he died. Unfortunately, he died of a heart attack a month shy of his 60th birthday leaving my mom a widow at the age of 57. I would love to hear your thoughts on this Humana plan. Oh, that's the the Medicare Advantage um, company that uh, sold, or the agent sold her uh, a Humana Medicare Advantage plan. And the daughter says, the summary of benefits that I have states that $1,500 maximum in and out of network. But I'm wondering if there are any hidden things that I need to be aware of. Well, listeners to this podcast know that uh, we have uncovered a lot of hidden uh, landmines that Medicare Advantage plans use. And in order to minimize their cost of doing business, they're going to uh, often try to refuse um, permission for certain treatments or the uh, services of certain um, specialists. And they're going to wait until the patient appeals, formally appeals those decisions before they actually uh, allow those um, expenditures to be made. And this is just one of uh, several types of landmines that these Medicare Advantage plans have. Another is uh, cheaping out when it comes to after-surgery rehab. Uh, I know personally some people who have been covered by Medicare Advantage plans and were not allowed to go to the rehabilitation uh, facility of their choice, but were sent off to like a gulag. And so it's unfortunate, but that's what they have hidden in the weeds. The best description of a Medicare Advantage plan still has hidden problems that could crop up to uh, disappoint you. I use the term disappoint 
advisedly because it's not always fraudulent, but it often is just very frustrating and disappointing the way that uh, some people are treated by their Medicare Advantage plans. So anyway, she said, should I should I uh, let my mother stay on the Medicare Advantage plan and then get off before one year has passed uh, and go back to the Medicare uh, supplement plan from Mutual of Omaha, which is her right. That's her guaranteed right under the federal government. And um, Or what else might we be uh, thinking about? So I said, well, you're, you said your mother was a um, uh, type 1 diabetic. And so what I did first was I asked about the mother's condition. And I sent her a questionnaire from my favorite company. Boy, you'd think I'd have my letter here to the daughter in response to this. So I'll have to summarize it. Basically, I said, uh, here is a health questionnaire from my favorite company. Let's see if she could qualify to become a client of a different company than Mutual of Omaha. And so um, the daughter said, okay. And she wrote me back and she said, yes, she can answer no to every one of these questions. And so I said, all right, then here is what the situation would look like if she were to make that move right now. She's currently paying $403 a month, but the premium for a high deductible plan G would be $77 a month. So numbers are confusing. And, you know, if you're driving around or if you're not really, let's say you're painting the house, um, I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. But if she sticks with the Mutual of Omaha plan, which she apparently just recently gave up, but if she goes back to that, her premium of $403 would cost almost $5,000 a month. If she switched to the uh, United American High Deductible Plan G, as I suggest, her premium goes from $5,000 a month down to less than $1,000 a month. So her annual savings are about $4,000 a month. Now, right there, that is a no-brainer. But more importantly, what would happen in the worst case scenario? What would happen if this woman had a lot of medical problems and she were to have to need some hospitalization, maybe some expensive outpatient treatment? Maybe she gets cancer and she needs to be um, visiting an outpatient clinic regularly for chemotherapy or for radiation treatment. Well, here's the good news. With her new high deductible plan G, she may have to pay that high deductible, which this year is $2,800, but her savings are still larger than that deductible. So once again, her total cost, if she had stayed with the $403 plan, her total cost would be about $5,000. But with the high deductible plan G, her total cost with the premium, a very low premium, plus the high deductible that the uh, Congress has imposed upon her, uh, her total out-of-pocket cost is only $3,700, not the uh, $4,000 that she would have had with the, uh, or the $4,800 with the Plan G, or the Plan F that she probably has from Mutual of Omaha. Here's the thing. She wins either way. She wins big time, big savings in a year where she has no medical expenses whatsoever. And if she has the worst case scenario, if she uses all of the uh, deductibles available and goes into 100% coverage because she has a lot of medical treatment, she's still money ahead. She's still over, uh, to the good, over $100 a month. 1352 is what I calculated. 
that's still the the uh, savings that she would realize by going to the high deductible plan G. So I suggested that she do that. The daughter said, you know, she's in her 80s. She's kind of stuck in her ways. She may not want to make the change again. She just made a change recently. She's probably not going to want to make a change again. So that's where we are with this situation. I don't know that the woman will take advantage of these savings now that she has a fairly inexpensive Medicare Advantage plan. She hasn't had any bad experiences with it yet, so she may not be motivated to do that. And one more item having to do with our our concept of um, rates going up, things costing too much, and inflation. Um, I have a uh, chart here from a company that Randy and I have had some contact with, CSG. They're an actuarial company, and they keep track of, of um the uh, financial dealings in many areas of insurance, and they, uh, if you subscribe to their, their newsletter, they'll tell you certain things periodically. And what I have here is a chart of Medicare supplement rate increases. Now, we've got an inflationary economy. It's not getting any better. I don't see it's going to get better anytime soon. Even if there's a change in administration, it takes a while for the, it's like a, uh, a, uh, an ocean liner. The economy doesn't change, doesn't stop and turn on a dime. It needs to be turned in a slow but deliberate manner. So it could be a couple of years before we have uh, come out of the woods. But here's a list of 43 insurance companies that sell Medicare supplement plans and it, a list of their increases. Now, some of these increases are in state-by-state state areas. For instance, Aetna, Health and Life Insurance Company in Idaho is increasing their Medicare supplement premiums by 9%. I don't know if that's just one plan or if that's all their plans, but remember the rule of thumb. If you have a regular plan G, that rate is likely to increase larger and faster than if you have a high deductible plan G. Uh, Aetna's um, rates in Kansas are going up 8.3%. Some companies are going up only in the neighborhood of 6%. Uh, there's a company called American Financial Security Life only going up 4.7%. America Home Life going up 3.6% in Pennsylvania. Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shield in California going up 8.6%. Um, other interesting characters, Excellus Health Plan in New York, 29% increase on their Medicare supplement plans in New York. I would venture to guess that that does not mean that the high deductible plan that I recommend is going up that high. I'll bet you that's only the plan F and or plan G. Cigna is going up 6.8% in Montana. Uh, Globe Life and Accident, a company that I represent, it's the, the parent company of United American, 6.2% in Virginia. But this is a special product of theirs that I can't sell. So that really doesn't apply to anything I sell. Health Alliance Medical Plans, Inc. in Illinois, 0%. They're not changing their rate. Um, Humana in various states going up 6.3%. Uh, a different subsidiary of Humana going up 6.5% in various states. Uh, Humana's other plan, the Humana Value Plans, going up 6.9%. Lumico Life Insurance Company, I don't know who they are, 8% in Florida. Independence Blue Cross Blue Shield in Pennsylvania, 0% change. Montana Health Co-op going up 1.5%. 
Mutual of Omaha going up 7.5% in Montana. A lot of activity in Montana recently. Primera, Blue Cross Blue Shield going down 3.5% in Washington. And Univera Healthcare West of New York going up 29%. And uh, some other companies going up almost that high. So there's all kinds of upward pressure on the Medicare supplement rates, and it's not going to be pleasant for those people who are um, sitting on a plan F and to a lesser extent, it's not going to be pleasant for people sitting on a plan G. I would suggest that while you're still healthy, you should investigate, contact me and investigate the possibility of going to the high deductible plan. Let's see how much you can save because you might be in a much better position. Randy, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Well, this has been a very informative episode, Doug. I have gotten a lot out of it. And but I'm glad to hear that. The bottom line is everybody's going up. Yeah, that seems to be the case. To eight percent. I didn't hear. Well, where are these twenty-three percenters coming? Holy bananas! Some of those are in more expensive places that you and I are fortunate not to live in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say twenty-three percent. Holy bananas, people! Yeah, it's a, a scary thing. The future does not look real bright for the cost of insurance. No, no. It really does. I'm going to be scouting out my plan in and see what that's doing. Yeah, do that by all <laughs> means. That, uh, that that'll be a good interest. That'll be a good interesting thing for me to do. But anyway, we have just spent our seventy five cents, as you probably imagine, and ultimately that means that we need to we need to really land the plane. And I need to pull up some notes here because I always have a few things that I need to do before we sign off. And I don't want to miss anything. So here we go. I got my notes out, I think. Hold on. Where'd they go? Oh, let's see. Where'd they go? Oh, my God. Let me find my notes. Well, we like to get reviews. That's one of your notes. Yep, we sure do. Give us a review. Five stars if you can. Here we go. I got them. I got them. Holy cow. I finally got them. So here we go. If you want to reach out to Doug, you can do it at this email address. So you might want to sharpen your pencil. You can catch him at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. That's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website, medicareforthelazyman.com. We would always appreciate, as Doug just said, a couple of reviews. It, it makes the numbers for us. And the world, as you might imagine, is all about numbers, especially in podcasting. And ultimately, I want to thank you. Certainly, last but not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been a number of different places, and you weren't. You were with us, which is exactly where we would like to have you. You have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma now camped out in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And I'm going to be nice to him today because I know he doesn't have his oxygen mask out yet. (laughs) So I'm going to put him in at about 5,200 feet. I can live with that. Thank you so much, Randy. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we'll be seeing your smiling faces at our next episode. Bye-bye.